Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, can't complain, bro. How you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? What you got going? Man, shit. Just uh, did a picnic with the lady earlier today. Had a, a nice little hearty talk with uh, with our son. And shit, man. Just chilling, bro. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting on this. Uh, on Zakaya to join in. Um, trying to record. All right, for sure. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. We had we, we we had um three three topics today. She had DM me about some topics that she had uh wanted to talk about, and uh I think two of them was kind of the same. So I added one topic on my own. Uh, Hello, can you hear me now? Hey, what's up? Hey. Yeah, hey, hey, welcome to the uh, Eric J the Great Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Sorry about that technical difficulty. I have to download that. Oh yeah. So, um, I know you had DM me some topics, and uh, I think healing and trauma kind of go into the same thing. Okay. So we'll so we'll talk about uh, healing self. Then we'll go into self love, and then we'll transition into uh, um, a topic I wanted to talk about was um not taking life for granted. Okay. Mm. Okay. So we'll so uh we'll start off first with uh with healing. So we can talk about healing in all um aspects. It don't have to just be uh relationship wise. But uh um I'll touch on it first and then you know Zakaya or uh, Bud, whichever one y'all want to go next and then we'll just take turn okay. like that. Okay. But um how I look at healing is um well relationship wise, I look at healing well I feel like a person should be healed within themselves before they try to bring another person in their life. Yeah. Cause, yes, cause that's because that's gonna bring more complications than what it has to be. But as far as healing, as far as like life situations as far as like you know um losing a loved one you know things like that i think uh things like that you know either you know you can do counseling you know some people respond to counseling and some things just take time you know you know the pain ain't gonna never just go away with something that um extreme but you know uh the more time goes by, you know, it'll start to uh, ease up a little. And um, that's, how, that's how I look at it. It's crazy that you're talking about that because I just had a conversation with one of my good um, girlfriends about trauma. And, well, like, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, like, I just recently turned 30, when, like, October 1st. So when I turned all these, 30. All these youngsters on this, this podcast tonight. <laughs> No, but when I turned 30, I realized I didn't want to live the same way I lived for the last 29 years. So I started my own self journey. And in doing that, I realized like I was reading books and things like that. Our body reacts to our bodies as humans don't like to be in pain. Right. So I was given the example of when you get burned, you notice like if you burn your finger, for instance, 
it feels like you can feel the pain at first, but eventually it feels numb. You follow me so far? Because the body wants to block it out. And that's the same thing we do with pain and, and everything like that. And there's a beautiful roomy quote that I try to live by now. It's, um, our our uh, job is not to seek for love, only to destroy the barriers that we build up to prevent it. Yeah. And that's what it is about healing. Like we try to block as humans the pain. So it's still there, but we just never deal with it. So mm-hmm. like you said, over time, it feels like it may get better, but it's always there. It's like we're living in that numbness because we're not dealing with it. Yeah, um, I know, uh, you know, not dealing with things, man. Like before you know it, you know, you don't deal with something, right? Mm-hmm. And you think that you're spazzing out over this when really you're truly spazzing out over something that happened to you when you were 10, 11, 12 years old, you know? And, and it's almost like... Uh, like, like for me, for instance, uh, I, I went through group therapy late last year. And uh, like, you know, I had a problem with so-called leadership. But the way my counselor broke it down, like, you know, I legit had a problem with my father. Mm. I said, I've been in the Army for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I don't even talk to my dad like that. But like, you know, a part of my trauma that I was never able to address was, you know, from my father. That's real. Yeah, Something that's real. happens to our brains when we go through trauma. It changes how the chemical imbalance in our lives, it changes everything. Like my, again, my friend Vanda, she studies that and she's coming out with the podcast just directly in healing trauma. And I was just talking to her about it, about how like the brain, like it changes and metamorphosizes into something else. So when mm-hmm. you're even put in situations, it feels like fight or flight. Like if you've been through something, anything, the simple things can kind of trigger you to the other person. That's like, okay, that's not that deep, but you have a complete body reaction to it, whether it be a panic attack, high mm-hmm. blood pressure, you start, you know, spazzing or losing it. Yeah. it it's real. And especially in like the African-American community, we don't address trauma enough. Yeah. It's always, yeah, it'll be fine. Get over it. You already know, like, you know, like generational abuse that we just blanket yeah. over. Uh, some of the good things about, like, this new generation, man, like, they talk. This mm-hmm. new generation, they're they going to say what's on their mind. And that's something that a lot of us old heads, you know, me, I'm 40. I'll be 41 this month. You know what I'm saying a lot of us 30 and older, you know what I'm saying? We're just taught to just mask. Yep. But it's like, you know, we're, we're teaching our children not to do that. Trying to break that curse. Like you said, it's it's so nice to see it. There used to be such a stigma associated with getting help. Yep. And I'm happy to see that people are like, hey, I can now have an open conversation. Like, yeah, I, I just went to therapy myself just a few days ago. Just feeling like overwhelmed in my own self. And I'm not ashamed to say that anymore. At first, it was like, oh, there's something wrong with you. And da, 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 da. Or then, but the only thing I don't like about this generation is that we're glorifying mental health issues. Yes. That's the yeah, only we thing. Are. We are glorifying someone saying, oh, it's just the bipolar. It's just, that's not, that's not it. Like, it's, you know. It's like, don't glorify the issue. Glorify the, the, uh, the healing of it. Yep. 
and without addressing trauma there will be no like healing I, I just was talking about like a stab wound almost like trauma is like getting stabbed you don't you have to go to a doctor first my friend mm-hmm. is so clear I love her for that because I was like well maybe you want to clean out the wound she's like Zakia no you don't look inside of it you just go heal from it and then you learn not to do it again yes but it's it's really difficult and it's great that there's a platform where people feel so open to talk about it and not feel like it's a judgment thing and to touch base on just healing with dealing with a loved one passing which you was talking about earlier right um, right and that's hard too <clears throat> and you know you have your own personal relationships with someone and and it can be almost codependent at times like especially when someone passes you don't realize how codependent you was on them Mm, real talk and, and codependency doesn't have to mean like oh my god you know like just the the way that you would first initially think that I can't live without you but it's you know finding happiness or putting others on a pedestal when they don't need to be like again the book I'm reading had a great quote in it excuse <laughs> quote these books but you know it's hard to find happiness within yourself but it's impossible to find it in others or anything in that matter Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times when you're not whole within yourself, even if you preach self-love or write down all these great affirmations, if you really don't feel it in your heart, what happens is that you put all these stock in people or stock in things and people, you know, our job is to live and then die. So when people die or when things don't go your way or maybe you lose your job or you don't have the money that you think you were supposed to have, your self-esteem goes with it. Mm-hmm. Your love goes with it. Your mind goes with it. So it's trying to find and accept and love yourself into like a healing and being okay with where you're at, being present and not looking too much in the past to find healing. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, you know, uh, I like what you said about the the generational thing, because uh, that's very true as far as, you know, you know, black people besides people that went through the Holocaust and things like that, we don't went through the most as far as like an individual race generationally. So, you know, all the stuff our ancestors went through as far as slavery, then transitioning to the segregation civil rights movement all the way up to now to the modern day era of uh, systematic uh, racism and things like that. A lot of mm. people just uh, program to just stay in their own lane and everybody just mind their own business as mm-hmm. far as uh, healing goes. And I think, uh, and it's almost like that with our parents because, you know, even when you was a kid, when you, uh, your parents, they never, you know, they might ask if you was all right or something like that, but after a day or so, you know, they not You want something to eat? Yeah, they not making a <laughs> conservative effort to make sure, you know, like it's a therapy session, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, uh a lot of kids are take a lot of trauma into their adult lives and then they spend their whole adult lives trying to find that balance when they are dealing with uh transitioning to either becoming a parent or being in a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. 
like uh, when it comes to like, you know, that past trauma, you know, trying to get over it. Well, getting over it. I ain't going to say trying anymore, but you got to get over it. Mm. If you don't get over it, man. Like, like certain things that trigger it. It could be a smell, a sound. Situation. A situation. It, it, it could be a damn trench coat. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, my dad used to wear that trench coat. I hate trench coats. But it's like, you ain't addressed that situation. So it's like now, you're just sitting here wondering why you're so hostile every other day because you didn't heard something or you smelt you smelt something that reminded you of that situation. So like you, you definitely got to address it. Like you, it's almost like like an onion. You got to peel back the layers. You are definitely right. It's like an elephant. Excuse my language. Taking a shit in the room, and you got to yeah. you, you can keep on spraying all the Febreze you want, man. But eventually it's gonna start stinking but the thing is the problem is with trauma is that eventually you become numb to it and we're mm-hmm. kind of drawn to it because sometimes you don't know it's like ignorance you don't know if you don't know what you know about so it's like you live this whole way and I guess what kind of triggered me was like I said when I turned 30 it, it seems like something clicked I don't know about you guys because you said you were 40 and, and I know I've never been there but you've been 30 before <laughs> so yeah that big 3-0 when I blew out the candles like I had a party and I just remember I was like my birthday wish to myself and I was intoxicated I said I just I'd rather die tomorrow than continue living my life the way I've been living it for the last 29 years and that week I lost six friends supposed friends when I tell you everybody just and I was like what what universe I wasn't ready and I and I got into this little funk of just like wait a minute this isn't really what I wanted is it me am I the problem Mm-hmm. And you know, but my friend again, I, I'm blessed to have a solid group around me. And she said something powerful to me. She's like, "This is we're we're done making goals for ourselves. You just have to set timelines." Yeah, and this is happening for a reason. You ask the universe for something, and it's giving it to you. What are you gonna do with it? And exactly. that's when I started doing the shadow work. I took a vow of celibacy because I'm like, you know, when you have sex with someone, their energy's on you. For at least two weeks, man. Them soul ties is real. Preaching soul ties is real. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna cut that out. And then when I got serious about that, people just was laughing like, you're not really celibate. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it's time to let it go because it's not bringing me that joy that it once did when I was in that mindset. Because I want something different for myself. It requires me doing something different. It requires Mm -hmm. me reading. It requires me doing shadow work. And I'm still in it. So. I have my good days. I have my bad days. I have my what the fuck am I doing? But I would rather do this journey of the unknown than continue to rely on what I've always relied on. And it even meant me sitting down with my son. I have a 10 year old. I was like, what can I do as a parent to make you feel better? What can I do to facilitate a better relationship between us? Because I don't want what I had with my dad or what I had with my mom. That, you know, that apology of, you know, you already know the apology. You hungry? Oh man, you ain't lying. You want them all? You you good? That's it. That's all they ask. You hungry? You hungry? That that, they, that little hungry line. They, they didn't beat your butt. You didn't take the best nap of your life. <laughs> you woke up to a pot of spaghetti. Yeah, you, you good? That's it. But it but like I'm so happy that at least it's more open and more accepted. But now we have to do the work of the hard generational trauma, which is the police brutality you know, feeling unsafe around other races, that's going to take more work 
that's the part that's like you know scary especially as a parent you know you got to tell your son he's black so automatically he's guilty until innocent man and it's like you can't even hide that from him especially like he he 10 you know what i'm saying i'm pretty sure i'm I'm on my 10 year old you know what i'm saying she got a phone Mm -hmm. it's like you know between tiktok like tiktok used to be for kids but now they can (laughs) like like tiktok and got infiltrated you know what i'm saying (laughs) nasty it's nasty talk depends on which one you own yeah but my daughter was just telling me stuff about uh what is ukraine Mm -hmm. i'm I'm, I'm like god dang like she was like yeah you know uh, a preschool got hit I said, no. I said, where'd you hear that from? She's like, TikTok? I said, that ain't true. Swear to God. Five minutes later, I'm looking at the news. Preschool, preschool hitting Ukraine. I'm like, oh my God, baby, you was right. So it's like, you know, you can't hide nothing from kids. Can't hide anything from kids anymore. It's it's so open. It's a blessing and a curse. A blessing because all the police brutality, all the systematic abuse and injustice has been going on under the radar until like maybe a quote unquote news anchor gets a hold of it or the right place at the right time. Man. But there's been Breonna Taylor. There's been George West. There's been all these cases. But it's always not gotten the national notoriety because people didn't have the technologies to just upload it on the internet. Uh-oh. Just uh the dude that just passed away, um, they just found it as a a hate charge. Like he got killed and if it wasn't for the cameras showing it, yep. the I'm people got away scot free. I'm on Arbor. It would have been spinned a whole different way. He's black. It would have been something, it would have been completely different. Imagine if all the technology would have been out for uh, Trayvon. If that mm-hmm. would have been caught on camera, he wouldn't have been scot-free. Exactly. You know, so it's a blessing and it's a curse at the same time because it's almost like you're living in fear. And uh, another thing, oh. Go ahead. No, um, I was going to uh, ask him about the healing thing. Uh, as far as healing, you know, I think another issue we have just as uh, humans in general uh, is just um, people don't, um, people are afraid to show pain and emotion. So like mm-hmm. when, they, when, when they do reach a, a, a situation and it and and it hurts them, and they know they're feeling that pain on the inside, even though they might have an outlet or somebody like a close family member, or a close friend, they can vent to and talk about it. They probably don't been through a similar situation. They choose not to, and I think that uh, people have to do a better job and just uh, letting that letting all that frustration out because I know. Um, when I was in the military and uh, I experienced some stuff on my deployment and when I started going to behavioral health, when I got back, you know, that uh, was talking to that counselor and stuff that helped me a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I know, uh, and I actually look forward to going cause I was thinking, I was like, man, I don't think I, uh, this dude, I ain't. I, I was dreading going to appointments. Then after my first two appointments, I was looking forward to that appointment every week going. So I just think a lot of people just have to, you know, just uh, let that frustration out because pain comes with uh, and pain and frustration comes with elevating like uh, life in general. 
you can't avoid pain. Mm-hmm. So you have to address that elephant in the room and just know, like, um, I just know in my life personally, and y'all can uh, say if y'all can relate to this, but I know in my life personally, like, everything I went through that was, like, terrible, like, like some of the worst situations in my life, every time I went through something really bad, something good came right after it. Mm-hmm. So I just think a lot of people just have to, Accept the pain for what it is. Not saying forget it, but deal with it. Try to heal from it, and then, um, and uh, you know, it's just testing you for greater things that you have coming in the future. Because everybody had to go through pain. Even the uh, the most successful people, they can have, you know, the most money in the world. They still go through pain by being present. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times when you aren't present, it's painful. I had to remind my, like, again, I, I had to be reminded myself that, Zakia, you're not in the year 2017. You're in the year 2022. Yesterday's pain is not today's pain. Yesterday's struggle is not today's struggle. And I can't look mm-hmm. back at it to relive or relish in it. You just have to be present. And when you're present, that's when change comes. And like you said before, it's it's almost like learning how to walk. We all was born <coughs> kind of weak. You had to learn how to sit up first, then you had to learn how to crawl, and then you learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. None of us on this podcast right now wake up in the morning and just think, hmm, one leg in front of the other, one leg. It's just, we do it because it's a habit. Yeah. And if you learn how to walk crooked, you're just going to walk crooked now. But when you have to relearn everything, it feels like a struggle. It's just breaking those old habits, like you were saying. Just stay in the course and understanding that it's just to get, it's not going to be forever. I just think, you know, with our bodies, we don't like pain, period. So we try to just, even with babies, when they try to walk, it's like, oh my God, I'm scared. You know, they sit down, they don't want to do it. But after like, you know, a week or two, they're like, okay, I got this. And they take off because they don't have the knowledge of fear that we have. So sometimes, you know, I have to remind myself, at least on my journey, almost like a baby, like, okay, I know what it feels like to be this way, but I don't know what it feels like this way. Maybe this isn't how I'm feeling. Let me just get through this. Because mm-hmm. I know it's, I'd rather get through it in two weeks than just stay where I'm at and be stuck for years. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people don't want to address, well, they don't want to show their vulnerabilities. It's not even be about vulnerable, just your truth. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's it. You're exactly right. Living your truth. And that, and I'm I'm cool with that. Like I'm happy. I like sometimes I think, man, I wish it didn't take me 30 years, but I'm happy it did. Like I don't care anymore. Like there used to be a time that I would be like self-conscious, even talking about depression or struggles or feeling like, oh, I'm single. Mm, I'm a single mom. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just don't. It's my truth. And once you live with your truth, you can then heal. I'd rather somebody judge me that is not me. And I love myself than me trying to live for others. You know, yeah. try to be some type of way that I know I'm not. That's it. I, I like I was legit just having this uh this talk with my girl maybe about an hour ago. And uh like I was telling her, I said, you know, I, I would rather tell my truth than have somebody else tell a lie about me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't care, I don't care how bad it is. 
know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell my truth. I'm, I'm going to put all my, my business out there to, to the people that matters to me. You know what I'm saying? That way you can say whatever you want about me. And if they believe you, that ain't my business. It's not my business at all. I know my truth. The people that I, that care about me and the people that I care about know my truth. So it's like, yo, just get in front of it. You know what I'm saying? Get in front of it. That's the truth. Once, once somebody say something about you and you try to, oh, no, 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 that ain't the way it happened. It's, it's almost like, no, nah, I don't know if I want to hear that. <laughs> it's like, yo, you, they, they might have been telling the truth about you. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, yo, you just, just got to get in front of it. That's that's the ego right there. Yeah. We all have an ego. It's our ego, it's our othering, and then it's our higher self. The ego is the first mind that you hear, like when someone, let's just say, some says something about you that you are still tender about because you're still trying to heal it. The mm-hmm. first thing that jumps up, even before you can even think or react, is that ego. It's like, wait a minute, that ain't true. You don't really know me. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. because that's the ego's there to protect our higher self from the pain of just feeling exposed or feeling vulnerable or anything like that. But once your ego and your higher self are in tune, nobody can tell you anything about yourself. Man, you, you you've been doing some work on yourself. So, this this ain't no easy <laughs> journey. I'm trying to tell you. I can't tell you how many times I done cried. It's, it it was like I was just sitting there, just boohooing, listening to stuff. It's real, your ego. Like I had to learn how to touch base with my higher self. And that's literally the God in us. No matter what you believe in, we all have a little bit of God. And once you start realizing your and being in tune with yourself, you can mm-hmm. really read people like for who they are and, know, mm-hmm. and be okay with it. It's it's the weirdest thing. Like I, I've always been able like to sense things about people, but I told this guy, he was laughing in the store. I was like, oh man. I said, you've been through some trauma, huh? He's like, huh? I said, you think you're so funny. I said, but that funny place is really because you're traumatized and that's your guard. So yeah, just make everything funny. so funny. He's like, you don't know yeah. me. I was like, oh, well, I don't, but it's obvious. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to read him too deep. You know, hurt his, you know, his ego was already jumping out. So I'm like, eh. Yeah, it's, it's it's cool what happens when you really start to love yourself in a healthy way. I'm telling you, can't nothing bring you down. Nothing at all. It, yeah, that's true. You'll still have your moments, but it won't feel so bad. Yeah, true. It'll, true. it'll feel like, okay, I know I'm going through it, but pain don't last always. Like like the guy said, what's your name, sir, in the back? I'm sorry. I see the big business podcast. I want to call you big business. <laughs> oh, no. it's, it's normally just, just business, but uh, my real name, uh, Devon. Mr. Devon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What you, what you said before, especially what you talk about your PTSD and everything that you've been through mm-hmm. in the military. It's amazing that even after two visits, that says what type of mental fortitude you have. Oh, that, oh, that was, that was me. That said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to steal your thunder, bro. Why you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at the names. I don't know. This is my first time hearing you guys' voices, so I'm sorry if yeah. I got you confused. But I was gonna say that's such a beautiful thing because normally one visit you'd never get anything. You know, it's just the why are you here? You know, the generics. So that tells the type of strength that you have to not only go through PTSD, but actually go through with the therapy and just continue to want it. That says a lot about your character as a man. And your uh, your fundamental value. So no matter what you had, I could tell you had a strong structure going up. 
you already had your foundation intact. So no matter what happened on top of it, you always could go back to that foundation. And that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. That's good that's stuff. so amazing to hear. That's good stuff, bro. Yeah, so yeah, I appreciate that. Uh so we transition into the um the next topic, which is uh self love. So um I preach this a lot, you know. Uh I think me and Vaughn talked about this like a I forgot what episode it was, but we didn't have a whole topic to talk about it. But I know uh, self-love always uh, talked to my, you know, some of my siblings and stuff about this, uh, mainly my sisters. But I'd be like, you know, you can't do nothing in life as far as not even just a relationship with someone or even achieving goals in life without loving yourself because because if you don't love yourself then that means you don't believe in yourself and whatever you're trying to accomplish so i just think a lot of people in a lot of in a lot of uh self-love you know some people can you know and i think it has to go deal with uh how you grew up Mm-hmm. And that structure you had, because you had strong parents and things like that to instill that confidence in you. By the time you get out of high school, you're kind of more confident than somebody that either was a that had a single parent and they was home alone a lot, so they had to learn a lot of stuff on in the isolation times, like I did, things like that. And I know me when I graduated high school, you know, I was confident in things like you know I was good at sports and stuff, but I wasn't confident in like just general life stuff. So like I know a lot of my confidence as far as relating to self-love, you know, just came as I got older and as I got more life experiences as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, things like that. I would say around, I I would say probably around 20, between 24 uh, 26 is when I was really sure of myself. Uh, yeah. what, uh, when I was like, this is who I am. Can't nobody influence me to do that. I don't care. If everybody going to go on the left side of the street. I'm going to stay on the right side type yeah. of thing. So, like, I know. Uh, and that takes a very strong will and strong cold, you know, because a lot of people – you know, even some of my family members, you I was talking to my dad yesterday, I was like, you know, some of my siblings, you know, they're 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 followers, like they're they uh fall with peer pressure and things like that and trends and stuff, which are, all of us don't done it before. Mm-hmm. But I just but I just I just feel like, you know, when you develop more self love in yourself and you and that self love gets stronger and stronger. You don't fall for those same tricks no more. As far as mm-hmm. following people, you become more of a. Uh, you start uh, having more of a leadership uh, type of uh, traits in your life. So uh, y'all can uh, explain. I mean, uh, expound on that. Yeah, take turn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it right though, uh, but it has to be the right kind. of like love is such a how do I put this because I feel like this is a torn topic for me like I feel like we say self-love in the healing world but self-love and trauma kind of go hand in hand Mm -hmm. only because 
your, you know, what well, I know you guys both have heard perception is your reality, right? Yeah. So if you yeah. perceive a situation to be a certain type of way, your love is only going to be that foresight. So you're not, you could say you quote unquote love yourself, but it's going to be the same way you love everything else in a toxic way. Once you fix that and you realize the unconditional love aspect and break those barriers, like, like I said before, just our journey is not to seek for love, even within ourselves, it's just to destroy the barriers that we feel like is holding up us against it. You instantly become that leader, quote unquote, like you said, because you're leading yourself. And you have such a, a profound self that you know where you're going. And instantly people are like, oh, wow, that's a leader quality. But when all actuality, you're just leading yourself. That's it. That's it, man. Uh, you know, self-love comes from experience. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I can say on that. Like, you have to go through something. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe there is somebody out there that's, that's just born with self-love and, and born perfect but like no nah, I had to go through it <laughs> I, I had to go through it you know what I'm saying I, I had to um get those scars and, and and heal those scars to develop the self-love that I have you know I'm saying not only did I get hurt I was hurting people mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yo I, I went on a whole apology tour last year of damn that every woman that I've hurt since I joined the army, dead ass, swear to God, went through a whole apology tour. And that was a part of me and my self-love tour. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. T- t- trying to uh, right the wrongs. Once you start loving yourself properly, you realize what you've done. Yeah. And, then that, and then that hits you of, oh, man, you know, I don't, you know, you start feeling guilty. Yeah. And I know it's me personally. You start taking on too much responsibility at first. Like you start being responsible of stuff that you shouldn't be responsible about. Yeah. And then you take on too little responsibility, but I'm glad you found like a good mix of both. That was it, man. Like I just, I just had to address a lot of things that I did in my life. And after I did that, it was a wrap. It was a wrap, man. Like I accepted myself. Like that's another thing. You got to accept yourself. You have to accept your flaws. You got to accept your good. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to love it all. Like, nobody is going to go straight to the end of the game. There's an entire process. And you have to love that process for everything that it's about. You know what I'm saying? You done went through something? Guess what? You still here. Take a lesson from it. Mm-hmm. That's a part of your process. That, that's a part of the, the, the self-love story that you have in your life. You know what I'm saying? That's a... Uh, that's just the way I look at it, man. Self-love is definitely built. It ain't something that you're born with. That's true. It's built on. And then your perception, too. Like, I think with self-love, it kind of evolves as you evolve on your journey. Mm-hmm. And as you mature, so does the love. Like, so does your, like, your definition of it. Like, my definition of love at 21 is not the definition that I have now at 30. Yep. Oh, man. And- and and then what I thought was love beforehand I'm like this doesn't feel like love because once I started breaking down the barriers within myself I start I felt love in more places that I thought was obsolete when all actuality love always lived there I just was too guarded to feel it Mm -hmm. and that was the biggest blessing just feeling love from people 
and understanding that you don't have to be in a relationship to be in love with life. Yeah. You don't have to be with someone to be in love. You can have love your friends and that's okay. Yeah. And you can really have those interpersonal relationships. You can be intimate with yourself. You can love yourself in a way that you feel valuable no matter who calls you, no matter what happens, no matter how much money you have, what you look like. Mm-hmm. That was the time I didn't, I was like, oh, I don't look, you know, if you don't look good, you don't feel good. That That's true on a superficial level, but you got to learn how to just love yourself no matter what, whether I got a wig cap on mm-hmm. or, you know, wig, you know, just love yourself. And and yeah. like he said, that's that's the realest thing. The mm-hmm. most underrated, underutilized tool is really loving yourself at the core. Yeah. As soon as you can, uh, as soon as you can go to a restaurant alone, go to a concert alone, like that's a different kind of power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're able to not depend on somebody for company, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I love myself enough to just, I'm about to take me a trip by myself. I ain't waiting on nobody. I ain't out here trying to freaking you know, live it up with the homies. Nah, man, this is just me. This just me. I'm going to go ahead and take this trip. I'm going to eat me some good food, mm-hmm. enjoy the culture by myself because I love myself. I don't, I don't need a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it's cool. I'll invite y'all next time. <laughs> I love myself enough to uh, do this by myself right now. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. It's so underrated. And especially in this world of, you know, needing your friends and putting stock in other people. And it's fun to have your friends, but your friends aren't going to be with you at night. You know, nobody's going to be with you when you're with you, even if you have a significant other. You got to go to bed with yourself. And a lot of the times that people can't go to sleep at night is because their mind is constantly racing, right? Different thoughts and things because you're not settled within yourself. But it's beautiful that you're able to give yourself the gift of, just being alone and enjoying experiences and experiencing that. Yeah, I think uh, one one thing too that I think uh, I like all the points that y'all uh, made. But one thing uh, we have to address too, you know, we know that the uh, divorce rate is very high when it comes to relationships, as far as the uh, statistic goes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the number one cause of divorce is financial problems. But I think uh, a lot of divorces come from before it even gets to the financial problems is uh, people not uh, finding the self-love in themselves. Codependency. Because mm-hmm. they, they uh, come and they always have to be grabbing someone mm-hmm. else's energy to make their energy feel good. That. And I like, you know, what Vaughn said, because I've been like that for years. Like, you know, people ask me, like, how you can go to a restaurant by yourself or how you can do that? Because I used to be like that when I was, like, when I first got in the military, like, between 18 and 22. I used to always be like, hey, bro, come go to uh, Texas Roadhouse with me or come go here mm-hmm. with me. But I'm like, uh, after a while, I was like, you know, I can go anywhere by myself. Hey, 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 hey let me cut you off real fast, bro. So, so do you remember that you've been deployed, right? 
Yeah. Like, how many times have you been upset that you woke up because everybody went to the DFAC and left you, and now you got to go by yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I used to get upset, but I didn't get upset after after a short period of time. I ain't, I used to enjoy going. Mm-hmm. Man. You go, you go to the defect without me, bro. I, I feel betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know you ain't want to be sitting at the table and stuff by yourself. You want to have barbershop conversation while you eat, but that's real. You know, but you know, I started. You know, even um, even um, at home. You mm-hmm. know, like I know a lot of people. You know. They always got to have somebody at their crib, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like me, you know, I invite people with my crib just because for fight parties because I like watching boxing and things like that. And I might uh, order some food for everybody. We sit up here and watch the fight or whatever. But, like, you know, now it's like, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm always by myself at the crib and I'll be enjoying my own space. Like, mm-hmm. I know, uh, I know, um, what you call it said something and I was kind of hurt when he passed away because I respected him as a man more than an artist uh, mm-hmm. uh, young Dolph mm-hmm. one thing he said in one of his last interviews described me as a person and I was like man I'm the same way and he said you know I got a lot of friends and stuff in this industry and things like that but he was like he, he was like on the interview, he was like, you know, I'm going to tell you some real stuff. He's like, oh, you know, I'm a loner. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, I feel like I operate. He said, I operate better. I make money better. And I just do things better when, when I'm by myself. I don't like having a lot of people around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was and when he started going in detail about that. I was like, man, I've been like that mostly my whole life. Like I feel like I could I can accomplish some things when I'm around a lot of people, but when I get by myself, I start thinking of stuff that I can't think about when I was around all these other people. Too noisy. You know? So mm-hmm. so I was like, Yeah, I always been like that and I ain't encouraging nobody to be no loner or nothing like that, but I'm just saying uh everybody have to have a balance. And, uh, you know, that self-love, you know, if you constantly grabbing for people energies all the time, then how can you say that you know yourself, you know, because mm-hmm. you got to know yourself before mm. you start mixing energies all the time, right? And these could be some of your best friends. They, ain't nothing wrong with hanging out with your friends, you know, if you, y'all got a real solid relationship, but it's just, you know, you got to uh, have some time to yourself to you know because uh the same person you was at 20 you're not going to be that same person at 30 and a lot of people make that mistake because they mm-hmm. don't realize they don't look at themselves they'll see the change in everybody else don't but see the change in themselves like you as you get older you're going to change you're not going to be the same person when you get in your 40s or your 50s or sure. nothing like that because you constantly you keep experiencing life you're going to keep it running across different things that's causing you to change your perspective, causing you to look at things different. So I think a lot of people got to just stay aware of that. 
that's that's a blessing that's a beautiful thing you just said again I, I'm just now and and again I'm I'm not ashamed to say I'm just now like at 29 I really started investing and in taking myself out on dates like at first it felt kind of weird no that's good but then I'm just you like found it early trust me you found it early I just it was like um I went out and I just took myself out to eat and went shopping and it was just like a clarity of mind of things that you don't hear you hear all the other voices around you and I'm actually um looking into doing a retreat for uh, I think it's a week and a half if I'm not mistaken where you just say nothing it's almost like a Buddhist retreat where Mm -hmm. you just wake up eat and just sit in silence I know it's Mm -hmm. the weirdest thing but I'm ready to just be silent for a a small piece of time (laughs) like like I've I've done enough. I feel like when I look back, I can look back on all the times that I've went out partying, like, you know, been social. But I think it's sometimes a great time, like he said, to reset. It's finding that balance. And I found the biggest joy when I actually learned how to meditate the right way. Mm-hmm. Like it was hard for me to meditate at first with, you know, you have all those thoughts, bills, life going through your head. But once I learned how to really hone in, it's now like I love it. I want to do more. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's kind of dope that I hear that you guys are, are doing that. It gives you hope. Like, okay, it's possible. Oh, yeah. Trust me. You definitely found a key of a uh, key to life at a very young age. I'm saying 29. Oh, my God. You can you can mess the next 10 years up and still be 39. That's still young. You know what I'm saying? So you found the key to life early and that's awesome man i'm happy for you thank you I, I didn't feel that way though i still like when i was talking to my therapist about things and he was just like oh wow you really people that went through that much trauma it seems like you're successful i'm like am i i think sometimes it's hard to see it when you're living it yourself mm-hmm. i don't think of myself as successful or anything else i just think of myself as just an everyday person trying to discover what the next stage of life looks like and trying to evolve myself That's good. instead of just setting goals, just trying to make it obtainable while yet staying present. Cause I think sometimes when the present gets too rough, we go to the past for comfort and pain or we go to the, yeah. the daydream. Man, you, you talking about going to the past, like, and, and you go into like the deepest, darkest, worst mm. you go to exes. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel like they know you. Mm, they exes for a reason. I just—it's so crazy. I literally just went to my ex in my pet and on my journey since I turned thirty. Like I said, I just turned thirty in October, so I've only been doing this hard double X rated. I call it shadow work because it's hell yeah. <laughs> from now till then. <laughs> it's it's been a journey. So in talking to my ex, he's the only man that I've ever loved unconditionally, and I realized that I loved him unconditionally, but. When we broke up, I cut that off. I'm like, nobody's ever going to do me that way again. Mm-hmm. And in talking to him, I apologized for the wrong I did. I reconciled and I realized that I never want to love another man in that way until I love myself. I rather, because, you know, sex is fine and everything, but sex is a fleeting feeling. Like you can't just give your energy away to somebody okay. and have that body on you or have their demons on you. And then you wondering why you fighting for the next two weeks for your life. <laughs> because the person that you came to was you know, it's too much especially when you just deal with yourself first 
and yeah. it's okay to be by yourself and I love that I love 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 that just taking a trip by yourself like I'm not there yet because honestly I'm scared I'm gonna get kidnapped yeah I hate you <laughs> But I'm 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 one week away. Man, let me tell you something. Like my girl went to Paris mm. um last year by herself. She was oh. like, you know what, babe? I'm going to Paris. I like get it. She was out there traveling, freaking visiting all the, the monuments and stuff like that. And it she came back re-energized. You know what I'm saying? Like you need that. You definitely need that. Definitely need that, man. Like, just go do something new by yourself. Go do something new by yourself. I fully support it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I draw all y'all points on that self love. You know, self love is a real um, heavy topic, and you know we can we can talk about that for days as far as self love because that's something that everybody. Um, needs to go on their own individual journey about and just know, you know, you came in this world by yourself mm. and you're going, you're going to die by yourself. So a lot of people just look at, mm-hmm. you know, grabbing for all these people. But I'm like, you didn't know these people when you came into the world. So why are you putting these people on a pedestal? Mm. You know, so, but uh, we can tra- transition to the uh, last topic of t- today's episode, which is uh, not taking life for granted. And I thought about this topic yesterday because, uh, you know, I went through a tragic situation yesterday. Uh, my first cousin uh, got shot and killed yesterday. I'm sorry, Ed. Yeah. So sorry, uh, I ta- oh, thank you. Uh, I talked to him two days before he got killed. And um, when I talked to my dad, called me early in the morning, and he told me, and um, uh, he he had told me that he was thinking about committing suicide before that even happened. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, uh, 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 the first thing that came to my mind was like, you know, uh, you know, my cousin, you know, uh, we used to work at McDonald's when I was a senior in high school. Right before I went through the military, he got caught up in something, and he went to prison for seven years. He just got out like a year, like a year and a half ago, and he was just trying to find his way. And he was talking to me on Facebook like almost every week, and I was just talking to him. You know, I was telling him, you know, just uh, keep a clean head and you know just stay out the way and you know just try to be productive. And you know, uh, when he got when he got uh, killed, the first thing I thought about was just time because, you know, it made me think of the uh, the Kobe Bryant and uh, Nipsey Hussle moments when they got, uh, well, Nipsey got shot and then, you know, Kobe had the unfortunate accident. But it's just, you know, uh, you know, one thing we always make as humans, a uh, mistake as humans is always – thinking that we have time mm-hmm. so I just think you know we all we just need to maximize each day and if you having a uh, even if you it could be like even with your girlfriend or anything you know if y'all get into a disagreement on the phone and not saying that you have to agree 
with that person or a family member or anything like that while you're on the phone before you got the phone with them. Just make mm-hmm. sure, you know, you get off the phone with them on a good note, like saying you love them or, or no matter what y'all was talking about, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know, you know, what can happen. Yeah. You know, in the next 30 minutes or so, they can go out and be going to get something to eat and have a car accident and get killed, you know? Yep, that's it. So I just think uh, the reason I thought of time is because, you know, one thing I was talking to my friend about this a week ago, and I was like, and I asked him, I said, why when a celebrity or somebody that was a successful businessman, and I know y'all going to probably think about this because uh, y'all probably never heard this before. But I asked my homeboy, I said, why would somebody successful die? The first thing they always say is, oh, man, he has so much more to do. <laughs> and I fit, and I told him, and we got into a long debate. We talked about this for three hours. And I told him, I was like, you know, not to get into the, you know, the religion thing, but, you know, I believe, you know, Jesus Christ is my savior and things like that. And I feel like, you know, everybody that's born has a purpose in life. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a a person doesn't have to live 80 years to fulfill their purpose. You have some people, like I was telling him, man, he ended up agreeing with me. I was like, some of our greatest leaders didn't even make it to 40. Mm -hmm. But we still talk about them 50, 60 years later. You got Malcolm X, Martin Luther King died when he was 36. But all his his experiences from when he became a daughter at 18, so when he died at 30, I think he was either 36 or 39. But when uh, all those experiences he has as an adult in those 20 years can make up to somebody, every a regular person, 80 years of them living just because he, may, he had so much of an impact mm-hmm. of, of what he left behind. So I was just uh, telling him, I was like, you know, a lot of people always talk about what they could have been done in, in the future, but they don't ever look at what they did mm-hmm. while they was here. Like mm-hmm. I was like, when Nipsey Hussle died, I was like, I was like, oh, he was supposed to come out with the Doctor Sebi documentary and things like that. I'm like, yo, y'all don't realize that this dude was on set to be worth five hundred million dollars because he bought up all the freaking real estate in his neighborhood, bought all the plazas and was giving yeah. jobs to everybody in the community that was minorities. But everybody wanted to just talk about, you know, his music and what was, what he was supposed to do in the future and things like yeah. that. And I just think, you know, a lot of people just have to focus on, you know, the present, you know, you know, the present and, you know, just time, you know, time is the most, valuable asset that anyone has. Mm-hmm. So you just have to um, maximize uh, each day and just know, you know, um, and I make a concerted effort of that, you know, even if I have a disagreement with a friend, you know, we could be talking about something and he don't piss me off or anything and I don't agree with nothing he's saying. 
But before we get off the phone, I'm going to always make sure we get off the phone on a good note just mm-hmm. because you never know what could happen, especially if you got people that's either in the military or, you know, they uh, unfortunately they in the streets and, you know, yeah. they got to look over their shoulder all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's one thing that struck me, you know, when I got that that news yesterday because I talked about it before, but that's something that came across my mind because, you know, knowing that I talked to him two days before he got killed, and then when I think about all the um, family members were saying they just talked to him around the same time frame that I talked to him, and I was just like, man, like, uh, that time or the effort, uh, time or the uh, is that a essence is like one of the truest statements of somebody could have ever said, you know. Not lying. Time is the time is like the only resource that we really can't get back. Yeah. You know, you can make your money back, like you said, you can't make your time. And to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, I feel like we all get the same 24 hours and a lot of the time as humans, we always sometimes want to look to the future, especially when the present isn't what we want. But the problem with that is if you look too heavy into the future, time just slips by you and you, you're not able to utilize it as much as what you're supposed to. And also, you know, you miss out on opportunities to, to say how you feel to your loved ones or even to make a difference. Yeah. Because we're so just transfixed on what our future could be, but we're not moving our feet to make it happen. Hmm. And then the time is gone. Yeah, man. Like, I've had two really close, well, I'm going to say really close, but like really good friends pass away in the past mm-hmm. two weeks. And it's like, like, fuck. Like, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, this entire year that started off crazy for me. Um, and it makes you really value life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that the one thing that I want to be remembered for is giving my children a better life than I had. That's all I care about. If, 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 if I die today, I'll be straight because I know my kids had it better than me. Um, it's, it's like you said, man, you, you don't get time back. And I feel like, man, with, with all of the, the, the fuckboy shit that I did back in my day, I wasted a lot of time. But fortunately for me, I got it together at around 30, 31 years old, and I had years to become the person that I am now. And if, well, I ain't gonna say if, but like, you know, I, now I just want to show my kids the way a man should be. You know what I'm saying? That's real. So it's, it's like, yo, you got to value that time. You got to do the right thing constantly, man. Like, even when you're lazy, you you got a kid looking at you. You got your kid looking at you. Like, yo, you don't want to do something? Man, if if my kid's looking at me, I got to do it. Because that's something that I want them to be like, yo, that's what daddy would do. You know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the gym today. I got to go to the gym. Daddy would go to the gym. I don't want to go to work today. Daddy always made sure the lights was on at the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't take it for granted at all. I don't take it for granted at all, man. Like, 
between the homies that's, that's passing away. And before you know it, you know, somebody didn't commit a suicide. And it's like, man, like, like why? Like, you, you really don't know. Um, you think you know somebody, but you really don't. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes you by a complete shock when somebody commits suicide. Yeah. Especially so. if they come off so happy and yeah. that's the happiest ones on the outside are usually the ones that hurt the most. Man, Robin they Williams. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams. All those jokes. Yeah. And with you guys, I'm first off, condolences to both you gentlemen, because you know, that's a lot to deal with, especially loved ones. In your case, your cousin, and then your friends. That's a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, and it, and I know it probably makes you, you guys both seem like you're self-sure and motivated. It probably makes you think a lot about the time that you have mm-hmm. during the day and what impact you can make. Definitely. And make your day more productive or to make your impact on people more heard. And like, you know, he was saying before, before you get off the phone with someone, you know, make yourself I haven't seen anything like as, as far as that's for me personally but it's just like the last what's the crazy last month I've seen two car accidents in my face mm. like one lady she just ran the light at it was a Hurstborn in Taylorsville and just smacked another car like so I just seen it all and I'm just like it, it just it brings things like into perspective I hope they're okay but it's it's insanity to think that, you know, here I am and I'm not utilizing my time the best way I could do it. You know, it, it does. It's it's a shame that death kind of brings you to like, a, it motivates you or it hurts yeah. you. Like it's weird. Yeah. It, death either brings you to your lowest point, but at the same time, out of the ashes, you feel like you're reborn when somebody dies, essentially. Like you have a new push, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like a like a better pr- perspective on things and it motivates you a little bit more. Most definitely, man. You, you definitely uh, feel better seeing those flowers when you're standing above them. Mm. You know, like it is, it is wild, man. Like, good night. And uh, one thing I want to say, you know, and um, I got a lot of replies on my uh on my Facebook story that I said earlier, but I always thought like this, but that's the first time I ever said it public, but, um, you know, death, you know, death uh, comes with life. So that's the one thing that we guarantee. And, you know, you know, we all got to meet our creator once we get with the afterlife. And the one thing that I don't like is, you know, I could take a person just dying, you know, just because of illness or, you know, an accident, you know, car accident, helicopter accident, it's still going to hurt the same. But the thing that I can't take is when somebody takes the power of death in their own hands, Mm -hmm. when somebody, you know, just go out and blatantly shoot somebody five times, you know? So it's just like, you know, um, that's the kind of thing where it's just, uh, where it feels like um, somebody's stealing from you, you know? So it's just- uh, Like he's trying to play God. Yeah. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, I just think that um, I think uh, all of us, you know, uh, no, we're not perfect, but you know, whenever you got whoever that's close in your life, whether it's family members, friends, girlfriend, wife, husband, or whatever it is, you know, if y'all have a simple disagreement about something or anything y'all might uh, disagree about, just uh, just make sure you uh, you always get off the phone or if y'all having that conversation face to face that y'all, you know, y'all in that that uh, conversation, you know, with either I love you or, you know, anything, you know, to end it off on a good note because you never, you never know what uh, that later in the day could bring or the next day could bring, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Well, did y'all, did y'all have anything else to say about that? No, uh, you, you pretty much honest. Yeah. <laughs> you did it all. I just was, <laughs> you said everything that was on my mind to say. I'm over here just nodding in agreement, G. Yeah. That's all I could do. I, I had to hit well. How many church wells did I hit? Hmm? <laughs> so, I mean, it, this was very insightful. Like it was, and to hear it. You know, like sometimes you hear, like we both were in agreement is because like I like I like this platform because you can hear somebody else saying it and it's like okay sometimes in your everyday life I have these debates the same way you like have these debates with your friends I'm the one who's like no this is what you do self healing and everybody looking at me like I'm crazy mm-hmm. but to hear somebody else say it's kind of like I hate to say validation in a sense but it's nice I'm like okay so I'm not the only person that thinks like this. You know, the only thing guaranteed in life is death. And you said it best way. Can't say I can't have nothing else to add to that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I um, appreciate both of y'all, you know, coming on. I know uh, Byron, he's always a constant uh, guest on my Most podcast. Definitely. I got but, you. Uh, but this is uh this your uh first time coming on but period I'm scared. <laughs> I was like <laughs> but, I, I was like I got picked. I was scared to oh I was nervous. Whole <laughs> time I was here shaking like a leaf. <laughs> well like I tell Ben, you know, um or anybody else that come on here, uh, you know, um anytime you might come across some of your day to day life. And you think it's a great topic, you feel free to hit me up and we can strike up a podcast uh, episode about it. You know, uh, it don't take me that long to do a a podcast episode. So um, anything that you want to talk about, you know, just feel free to hit me up whenever. I appreciate it. Such a cool experience. Like I said, this is literally my first podcast ever. Never in my life. So hopefully I did okay. If I don't see it, then I know I did. <laughs> then I don't like. Like, nah, this is this is a dope experience. Oh yeah, this was a, a dope episode because there's a lot of real stuff that you know a lot of people uh, uh, has to deal with. Can't nobody not say that they haven't dealt with any one of these. You know, 
So and it comes uh, from different perspectives too. Like you hear it from different age demographics. I'm not trying to throw you guys' ages out there like that, but also <laughs> from a woman's perspective, from a man's perspective, from a relationship perspective, it was really insightful. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, um, I don't know if you already have, uh, but uh, you can um, follow my podcast on Spotify, the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Uh, follow my podcast on YouTube, uh, the Eric J. The Great Podcast. And I uh, put uh, all my episodes on both platforms. Uh, and I'm putting uh, – this episode should be on there by midnight. But uh, So you can go back and listen to it or share it to your friends or however you want to do it. But mm-hmm. I, I know, um, I I got a lot of other episodes. If you ain't um, listened to my previous episodes, you know I did episodes on both police brutality, fake friends, child support, uh, also poke, uh, all type of stuff, you know. So and it's um trying to um do one episode per week, just like how all these major um other podcasts be doing so I'm gonna do uh, one episode per week okay. on, uh, and uh, just do it like that and then uh, until I can figure out uh, what I want to do when, when I want to start doing visuals but um, I appreciate both of y'all coming on and um, just feel free to hit me up whenever y'all want to talk about something or scratch up a podcast episode I'm open to uh, anything you know uh, a lot of topics I don't come up with. You know, a lot of people uh, DM me about topics, and then you know I just strike up episodes about. It. Yeah, I like that. Most definitely, bro. Most definitely, bro. All right, I appreciate y'all, and y'all have a good night. Yeah, you too. Y'all have a good night. Nice meeting you, Z. Nice meeting you too. Oh, I'm Z now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you you murdered my day. You said Zakaya. Did he sound so strong, Eric? Your voice so strong. I said Zakaya. I was scared to correct you. It's Zakaya. <laughs> oh my bad, Zakaya. So you fine. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a great night. Thank you so much. Y'all, Y'all be easy. Peace. Are you too?